Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Okay, by show of hands, who thinks that the world's going down the the tube, so to speak? (laughs) Who wants to say, stop the Ferris wheel, I want to get off? Hello and welcome to the show. Tonight the topic is ushering humanity into the golden years. And I am the host tonight. It will be me, myself, and I. How many people feel like the world is crumbling in front of them? The You look at social media and mainstream media and there's there's so much upheaval, there's so much conflict, there's so much uncertainty, so much change. And I don't think anybody needs to be reminded of how much change happened in 2020. How is it that we could be ushering humanity into the golden years? What? Really? Well, it's a curious thing. This next chapter of our human story has been prophesied many, many generations. The the golden years, the new era, the thousand years of peace, the, the new age, the dawning of the age of Aquarius. How is it that we can really get excited about our future when we look at the current condition, when we look at what's happening on the planet today and all we see is chaos. Well, chaos, change, upheaval is the very fabric of new beginnings. You can't create something new without letting go of some aspect of the old. So let's settle in and have a conversation. I'm going to go over multiple reasons why this next chapter of our human condition is going to be like no other. And I mean no other in the history of Earth. I mean no other in the entire mythology of our human history. And I, I intend to back that up with some, some insights about the mechanics of our, our human nature, our human condition, this human experience we're all having as souls. <laughs> I, I have to tell you, I am so I am so flippin' excited about our future. With this radio show as the host, I've interviewed hundreds of experts, new thought leaders about the human potential, this human persona, this human genome and and what's the what's the the trump card if you will what's the the part we've been missing if you look at 
our mythology, I find it curious that meditation, yoga, um, the um, prayer, religion, academics, we've, if you look at the thousands of years leading up to this moment, leading up to this time, we have not seen a mechanism that frees humanity, that, that truly addresses this undercurrent of struggle and pain and suffering. I don't have to tell anyone about the pain and suffering on planet Earth. I don't have to tell anyone about the wars and the brutality and the exploitation of our human condition. And up to this moment, there has not been a single savior come along who pulls us out of the karmic quagmire. There hasn't been a single hero archetype. There hasn't been, in fact, none of the archetypes, none of the, what should I say, religious uh, deities or personas have have done the trick, been the the magic pill, so to speak, to to transform our human condition. So how is it that I can sit here and say, ushering humanity into the golden years? How does, I mean, I gotta back that up. I can't just flippantly throw it out there and say, well, whoop-de-doo. I like substance. I like um, understanding insights, things like that. Well, there's a curious thing about creation. If we look about if we look at the mechanics of creation, everything happens energetically first. The first aspect of all of creation, pure energy. We can look at the creation of of the earth. In the beginning was the light. L-I-G-H-T. In the beginning was source consciousness. In the beginning was God consciousness without form. Pure consciousness. <laughs> I imagine Divine Mother and Divine Father in, in bed having a smoke after the best whoopee they've ever had. And, and they're sitting there thinking, wow, that was that was something else. What else could we? And in that moment was the birth of the idea of the creation of Earth, the creation of humanity. I know this is being somewhat silly, but I don't care. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was without form. I suggest to you the Word is the energetic seed. Everything happens energetically first. In the beginning was the word, the idea, the, should I say, vision of what might be. And then came the form. So how can there be predictions over many, many lifetimes through many, many cultures from all over the planet that says we've come to the doorway of the golden years, the dawn of the new age, 
How is it that that can be predicted? Well, here's something to consider. There's a, a very long uh, cycle in, in our astronomy, the precession of the equinox. I believe it's 26,000 years. Uh, it might be 29, I'm not sure. You could look it up. And this is, uh, of course, a very long cycle in in the galaxy, if you will, and and we've come to the transition point of this precession, and we're coming out of a negative cycle, and and we've transitioned. We're at the the precipices, the transition point into a the positive cycle. And what does that mean? In the negative cycle, there's contraction. It it's like life folds in on itself. We've talked about karma many, many times on this show as a compression of consciousness, as a compression of a compression of our past, if you will. And so the entire solar system, the entire galaxy is coming out of the compression cycle and we're we're going over that zero point that that threshold into an expansion cycle, the positive cycle of, of this procession. And as a result of that, everything will be influenced by this positive, higher vibration energy that the entire solar system's moving into. I think that's, that's part of the the mechanism of these predictions. So the world, quite literally the world we live in, is moving into a, a higher energy density, if you will, of space. We're transitioning as a planet into a, a higher energy environment. That's a solar system, really. And so when you raise the tide, all the boats are lifted. When you raise the vibrational energy, the, the energy of our environment, the entire planet, all of consciousness is influenced. But let's break it down to the human experience, ushering humanity into the golden years. Ushering humanity, so the golden years. How exciting is it that we're at the doorway of the golden years and we're literally crossing the threshold to that, to that now? So here's a few things to consider. How is it that we're only using 5 to 10% of our brain? How is that? What I find curious is, Science is telling us that we're only using 5 to 10% of our DNA. And I, I kind of smirk when science calls the rest of DNA junk DNA. The rest of DNA is somehow offline and, and meaningless to Western science. But I suggest to you, if you look at the miracle of creation of the human persona, the human genome, there is not anything that's left to chance. This human vessel that we all have 
is a is a marvel of intention, a marvel of creation, a marvel of of intelligence, if you will. When we look at the notion that we've only used 10% of our brains and activated 10% of our DNA, that tells me right there that there's unrevealed chapters, kind of like caterpillars looking at their DNA going, what's this wing crap? <laughs> Why do we need wings? We got like 45 feet, uh, 46, I guess it'd be an even number. Why do we... Why do we need wings? What's this wing stuff in our DNA? And yet through the metamorphosis, through the transformation, the caterpillar morphs into a butterfly. I suggest to you that the dormant parts of our brains and the dormant parts of our DNA are dormant because the energy of our environment has not activated it. But like I just talked about, the entire solar system is moving into a higher vibration, an expansive arena of consciousness in the universe, in the galaxy. And so that's going to trigger, that's going to awaken every single one of us. This higher, this higher vibration energy that the entire solar system is moving into is going to trigger evolutionary mechanisms within our human genome. So, if we look at the mythology of the past and our, our DNA is getting activated, the percentage of our brain is getting upgraded, we can't use the old mythology to measure our new potentials. Because the mythology of the past was the history of our human story up to this moment had us with this dormant sense of self, with this dormant brain, the dormant DNA. So we have to let go, I suggest. We have to let go of what we think the human persona is. We have to let go and really open up the idea of what it means to be human as we enter th these golden years. When you think about the human vessel, the human genome, this human persona we all have, and, and we see it as the vehicle, the mechanism of our culture, of our potential, and then we, we imagine that the whole ball of wax, the, the, the whole human DNA, if you will, gets triggered by higher energy environment, and, and we turn on more of our DNA, we turn on more of our brain. You know, Einstein said that you can't solve problems with the same thinking that created the problem. Well, we're about to upgrade our thinking. We're about to upgrade our awareness, our consciousness, our ability to perceive new possibilities. And that, by its very nature, means that the potential for our future is, is wide open. We 
have more potential being activated within us. And as a result, the consequence or the outcome of that potential is also activated. If you look at, if you look at the human persona, in the past we've shut ourselves down in droves vast tracts of humanity over the centuries, over the eons of time, have been shut down. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, the, uh, if you look at our history and, and the, the barbaric nature of our history, for example, the, the mechanism of war. My father fought in World War II, and of course I didn't know him when he was a kid, I wasn't around, but there's pictures of him before he went to war, and there's this uh, happy-go-lucky, living-on-the-farm kid that just looked like he was up to mischief. He had a big grin on his face. He was happy and innocent and and joyful. And then he went off to war. There's, uh, there's two movies that come to mind, Saving Private Ryan and The Fury. And in both those movies, there's an innocent kid that's come off the farm. And in the movie, the kids are innocent. There's particular characters in both these movies that are very innocent. They have their typewriter in a warm zone. They, they want to make sure their spelling's correct in the war zone. And then the brutality of war, I cannot state this bluntly enough, rapes them of their innocence. Now, if you look at the, the dynamic of the masculine and the feminine on the planet, for a large part of the, the masculine side of humanity, men in general have their emotions shut down. Men in general have their, um, their awareness shut down. What happens when we take on trauma? If we talk about like PTSD, we take on karma when we don't um, stay present in the moment. When we go into shock, when we go into shock, our personas become these, these energetic recorders. Take the emotional torment of the environment, we don't feel it because we're in shock, we don't feel it, and anything we don't feel in the moment gets pushed into our subconscious and creates a karmic momentum. You can't, you can't expect men to go fight wars unless they're disconnected from their feelings. And, and those two movies are a, a great example of it. The innocence of those kids would never choose to, to engage in the brutality of war. But what happens is 
I'm going to back up even more. If, if we think of the human persona as being completely open, we're, we're intuitive with our environment. We're intuitive with our surroundings. We're intuitive with our relationship with what is. And when we're intuitive, there's always information in the moment that tells us which way to go, so to speak. The, the fully awakened human persona has no problem navigating time and space. In other words, the totally open human persona doesn't struggle with creation, doesn't struggle with living on earth, doesn't struggle with creating the life they prefer. But but as we load up our psyche and, and this is what we're we're coming out of this era, but millions of of men and women and children have been brutalized by war for century after century. And uh, as we load up our psyche, we shut down our emotional connection. We shut down our psychic awareness. We shut down our, our intuition. And when that information gets shut down, we move up into our heads. The vast majority of humanity lives in their ego. From day in to day out, the vast majority of humanity has pretty much the same thoughts day in and day out. And our egos tend to make choices regarding how we advance into the future. We tend to make our choices based on what's worked on in the past. Our ego wants to make sure it knows what the outcome is going to be. Our ego wants to be sure that it knows the consequence of the choices that it's going to make. And so the ego gets very vested by comparing with what has worked in the past, by comparing the choices of the past that have worked. Our egos weigh the choices in the moment and choose based on what's worked in the past. It's like standing in the back of a boat looking at the wake. You're not really creating anything new. You're using the patterns of the past to choose a path into the future that you can survive. That you can have a sense of consistency with. Well, this is blasphemy for the ego to be the decider of how we live our life is blasphemy to our human potential. But yet the vast majority of our human condition has loaded up their psyche so much that we're really the walking numb. We're, the, we're really disconnected. I can, I'm the first one to raise my hand and say, absolutely. When when I got cracked open uh, 25 years ago, my heart started talking to me. My heart? What? My heart? Hey, let's write a book. What? 
I've never written a book. There's my ego comparing the choice with the past. We'll write a book. No, what? My ego's comparing the choice with what I've done in the past, and there was nothing in my past that said I should write a book. But thank God my ego let go. And the wisdom of my heart, the wisdom of my heart was able to make a choice for me. That's a new, That was a new dynamic. I was 35 plus years old, more than that perhaps. And here comes this, this wisdom from within me that didn't give a rat's hoot about what I did in the past. I was disconnecting my addiction to the past. I was disconnecting my addiction of wanting to know what the outcome was. And thank God I paid attention to that. And now, years later, I've written a bunch of books. I love writing. Writing is <laughs> its a wonderful thing, and I never would have got there had I not opened up the space of my heart. So when we talk about ushering humanity into the golden years, shifting our, our, our thinking center from our brains to our hearts is going to be key. The, the wisdom of our heart transcends our history, transcends our mythology. The wisdom of our hearts we know how to get along as as a human culture. Everything that divides us comes out of our heads. But by moving into our hearts, we're, we're literally moving into a more authentic brain, if you will. The wisdom of our hearts is the new brain. And when we start living from our hearts, war will not be possible. Um, exploitation of another human being will not be possible. It's it's uh, the human design never intended the ego to run the the show. The ego was never designed to be the runner of the show, the the boss of of. The human persona. If we look at the human persona, I would break it down into three components. The the soul, the heart, and the ego. And in our current culture, the ego is running the whole thing, and our hearts, for, for many of us, is really offline as far as day in and day out wisdom. For many of us, we don't register wisdom from our heart for months or years or decades or even the, our entire lifetime. And then the, so the wisdom of our heart and the passion of our heart is another element, is one aspect. But the vision of our soul, if we look at the vision of our soul, my soul had the intention of me being a writer in this lifetime. There's no question. My soul. <laughs> I laugh because when I look at my life now, it's unimaginable um, 25 years ago. 
I'm a radio show host. I've done over a decade of interviews. I'm I'm very fascinated with the human persona, the human potential. I'm totally in love with the narrative that's unfolding now, the transformation of humanity on planet Earth. Are you kidding me? Is that not the most exciting thing you could ever think of? And here we are. How blessed we are. How glorious this is. Your your soul had a vision for your life before you were even born. And my intuition says, I could pretty much promise you that this next chapter of your life is going to have new inspiration, new tangents, new dynamics for you to embody. Just like I had never seen myself an author or a radio show host or a um, a teacher of consciousness, a teacher of karma, a teacher of joy and happiness. Your soul knew everything that was coming down the pike for this this life of yours. And if you're listening to this show in this moment, perhaps your soul wants to know that it's time to let go of the reins, to loosen up the grip of your life, to teach your ego to respect the wisdom of your heart, to teach your ego to let go of the expectation of what your life is going to be, to teach your ego to understand the value of embracing new ideas, new paradigms, new dynamics, so the vision of your soul, your life purpose can unfold in a powerful and effective way. The human persona is changing across the globe, and, and that includes you. When you teach your ego that it doesn't have to drive, that there's an inherent wisdom in your heart, and there's a vision, a path, a map, for what is intended for your life, your ego doesn't have to figure it out. Man, I wish I knew that 25 years ago. My ego doesn't have to figure it out. In fact, if my ego tries to figure it out, chances are extremely good that I'll come up way short. In other words, if my ego alone designed my future, I would fall way short of my potential. My soul is nonlinear. My soul is, is a multidimensional aspect of myself that has no use for linear anything, and my ego is a linear thinker. Pull the steering wheel off the car and hand it up to your soul. Let your soul drive. When your ego can learn to trust that, you're going to love that. Wait, I don't have to figure it out. I'm going to get impulses. I'm going to get inspiration about new tangents in my life. And if I just honor them and show up for that, I'll naturally follow a synchronistic path of unfolding. How cool is that? Talk about the golden years. What if we were all connected in our hearts? What if we were all dialed into our life purpose? What if we all manifest that through the passion of our heart? Talk about heaven on earth. 
talk about the golden years, the dawn of the new age. That's the stuff right there. What exciting times. What exciting times to be alive. There's a curious thing that happens when we get inspiration. If we're rookies at it, it might typically go like this. We're, we're typically busy with something. We're doing the dishes. We're taking the groceries out of the car, and a single thought will pop in our mind. Hey, take guitar lessons. And the very next thought, we butcher it. The very next thought, we that inspiration came out of our heart, but we bump it up into our brain and we start bitch slapping it. Play guitar. I don't know squat about music. I don't have time for music lessons. I don't even mean me. And and we talk ourselves out of it because it doesn't match the patterns of the past. How can we usher humanity into the golden years? We can become more mindful of this, this human vessel that we are. We can become more mindful of our inspiration that pops up in our thinking as sentences. And instead of throwing it up to our ego to, to be rationalized, when we catch ourselves having a thought, take some guitar lessons. Just hold it with a feather. Don't get all critical with it. Just hold it with a feather. Your heart and your soul know everything about you. Your finances, your time, your skills, your talents, your life purpose. Your, your heart and your soul know more about you than your ego ever could. To help humanity usher our human narrative into the new dynamic is going to take a lot of new inspiration. We can't, as Einstein said, we can't stay in the vibration of the past, in the thinking of the past, and create a new dynamic. In order for us to be able to embody the new narrative, the new paradigm, is for us to learn how to Honor the wisdom of our hearts. Honor the vision of our soul. Honor to, to really fully embody the, the inherent wisdom that, is, um, that comes from within all of us. And when we first start to respect that, it can feel uncomfortable because we're breaking out of the pattern of making choices based on what we know will work. The very few first times we do that will be the most uncomfortable. Les, write a book. What? Les, write a book. Hey, I'm, I'm from a little cow town in Utah. What would a small town kid from Utah have to say that would have any merit at all? It's my ego chewing it up, spitting it out, chewing it up, spitting it out. Fast forward to today, and I get the inspiration, hey, let's write a book. And I'm like, ooh, ooh, write a book? Write a book about what? 
and you you can feel the excitement that my ego has. Wait, what? My ego has excitement when a new tangent comes along. Excitement is kind of a measuring stick. If you're not excited at the core of your being, you're not you're not honoring the inspiration from your heart and your soul. One of the best measuring sticks to, to see if you're in alignment with the divine idea of you is joy, is excitement, is passion. You get excited about fulfilling these energetic downloads. Everything happens energetically first. So the golden years on planet Earth will show up as inspiration within all these human beings. No glowing deity is going to come down from the sky. No no angel or savior or god or goddess is going to descend from the heavens and wave a wand. and make it happen. It's just not going to happen. Think about this. Millions, probably billions of prayers have been prayed over the centuries. Please, God, end this insanity. How many mothers prayed for their their sons and daughters that were off at war or the the suffering of, of humanity? How many prayers save us the the save us from our suffering and yet no deity zero deity showed up from the skies and waved a wand every single time flesh and bones showed up so when we talk about the golden years of humanity it's, it's going to come through us the human it, we're going to we're going to evolve ourselves. We're going to turn on more of our brains, turn on more of our DNA as we raise the vibration of our consciousness. As we, you know, you know, in order to, in order to light yourself up, so to speak, to purify your energy, the tagline to to the platform I created, New Human Living, is pure, authentic you. Pure, authentic you. Purity, one thing purity gives you is, by its very notion, is cleaning out the, the junk in our trunk. Purity, by by going into our subconscious and finding all that stuff we've been pushing down over the generations of our lives the 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 i mentioned PTSD where we're we go into shock and we don't feel anything and we just load up our subconscious part of being becoming compatible with the, the golden years is to go through all those feelings that we have not addressed part of the part of what makes us compatible with the future is to purify our own personal energy persona and what i mean by that is to stop avoiding 
the the not so pleasant feelings in our psyche. No, wait, what? If we're going to go into the golden years, and and yet you're telling me to feel the 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 unpleasant stuff in my psyche, how is that? How does that relate to the golden years? Well, in order for us to transform our, our, our human condition, we need to heal our past. We need to heal the shadow side of humanity. We need to heal those aspects of our human nature that we have been ignorant to or have ignored. There's plenty of uglies that have been happening on planet Earth for a very long time, very long time. Brutality of sorts. Just think about this sentence. Child trafficking. The exploitation of children is a multi-billion dollar industry on planet Earth. You know, 2020 was was a lot of upheaval. 2020 was really a gift, a godsend in many ways. In 2019, nobody really gave a crap about their their uh, subconscious, so to speak. Who's gonna Who's going to the Super Bowl and and uh, let's go out drinking and uh, busy, busy, hurry, hurry, scurry, scurry kind of lifestyles where we we kept ourselves stimulated in a nonstop sort of way. And then 2020 parked all our butts at home and the stimulus dropped off like a, a brick and all of a sudden we're sitting here with our, uh, the feelings we had been suppressing and here comes the upheaval. Here comes the rototiller <laughs> going through the, the collective subconscious, the individual subconscious. Many, many people bumped up against emotions they had never allowed themselves to feel. In order for us to usher humanity into the golden age, we have to have this conversation to give attention, to give consciousness to the atrocities of our past. We have to heal them. In order for us to be energetically compatible with the notion of heaven on earth, we have to reveal everything that is not heaven on earth and cleanse it, purify it, pure authentic you, purify it from our our energy so it cannot see the future. If everything happens energetically first and we have vast tracts of our human consciousness that is still engaged in the exploitation of our human demeanor, well then, we're not really going to be compatible with the golden years. So in these upcoming years, you're going to see the ugly of uglies. You're going to hear about stuff that's been happening to humanity for hundreds and thousands of years that have never seen the light of day in the media. How do I know this? I've worked in the media for 35 years. I promise you, <laughs> I promise you, the media is totally ignoring the vast, um, vast tracks of our, our history, our demeanor. Um, 
And that's going to come to light. You're going to start to hear about, uh, you're going to hear about very ugly aspects of our past. And the first impulse is going to be, yuck, yuck. But yes, it's, yes, it's atrocious. Yes, it's the ugly of uglies. But glad that it's coming to the surface. Be glad that it's finally seen the light of day, so to speak. Be glad that it's it's coming up so we can say, no, we don't prefer that. No, we need to stop that. No, that is not compatible with our future. If we don't clean up, so to speak, the dark shadows of our collective consciousness, we can't fully embody the notion of heaven on earth. So here you are. Here I am. You decided to listen to a show about humanity entering the golden years, ushering humanity into the golden years. Your soul. <laughs> this is no mistake. You don't listen to a show like this unless you've got some skin in the game. You don't listen to this kind of material unless there's an aspect of you, an aspect of you that is totally dialed up, that's totally prepared for this part of our, of our human history. And I suggest to you that your life up to this moment has prepared for your role. Your life up to this moment has prepared you for your part in the unfolding of our human story. You know, karmically, monolithic structures are karmic train wrecks. What? What do I mean by that? Monolithic structures are karmic train wrecks. In the past, we've had monolithic structures that have made it very easy to, to keep humanity in check, to exploit humanity. I'll give you one example. If you open your wallet, how many different currencies in your wallet. Oh, okay, you're an international traveler. Okay, step aside. Typically, when you open your wallet, you see the currency of the country you live in. So here in America, I could pull out the American dollar. Here's the, the greenbacks. Here's the, the cash. Here's the currency of the United States of America. Wait, wait, what? How many currencies? One, one, that's a, that's a monolith. We have one currency. So the value of the human dollar, to me, the most insane part about it is we actually gamble. We gamble about what the value of that, human, that uh, US dollar is gonna be. We gamble about where the value of the human dollar is going to shift. 
So you, you go to bed and you look at your bank statement and there's X number of dollars. And when you wake up in the morning, the ink, the ink in the bank statement says the same number, but the value of that number has changed. So in, in 2008, since we only have a single currency, when that one currency crashed, the entire country crashed. That's a karmic train wreck. Okay, so we have one currency, right? How many internets do we have? Well, we only have one internet. So if that crashed, how would that impact our society? Does banking happen on the internet? Do you pay your bills on the internet? These are monolithic, singular, monolithic systems. And we all hang our hats on it, and whatever happens to it drags us all through the weeds. The, the new dynamic requires all this monolithic crap to get reinvented, to set ourselves free, to set humanity free, so if any one thing crashes, it doesn't tip the whole flipping apple cart. Well, how's that going to happen? People like you who grew up in an industry that learned the mechanics of an industry, that learned the dysfunctional mechanisms of an industry are going to be inspired by your soul to create a new dynamic. Wait, what? Me? What? The mechanisms of humanity have been so dysfunctional. Monolithic structure, monolithic countries engaging in war with other monolithic countries. Everything monolithic is a karmic train wreck. So all this stuff has to get reinvented. That means a new dynamic. That means new paradigms, new principles, new ideas that are going to show up energetically first as an idea in, in each one of us. Are you going to get inspired with a new dynamic for humanity? Are you going to be able to recognize the importance, the value of that inspiration that comes from within you? In order for us to usher humanity into the golden years, we the people, we the people, the human beings, no deities are going to descend from the heaven and wave a wand. It's going to come through our own human personas. People like you, people like me. Are you ready for new information? Are you ready for a new dynamic? Does your ego trust when a whole new concept, a, no, a whole new inspiration shows up in your mind, does your ego trust that there's value and reason and purpose behind it? There's a muscle you can flex. There's a muscle you can grow. These are very exciting times. I am so very excited in a happy and joyful way. We're, we're at the doorway of a new 
paradigm, a new narrative. All of humanity, all of humanity is at a pivot point, and we are the pivoters. We are the the personas that are going to understand the value of our own inspiration, understand the value of our own life purpose. For you to be alive on planet Earth now, wow, wow, how cool is that? This is a lifetime of lifetimes, and here you are. Here you are, how cool is that? As we clean out our own personas, as we clean out our own personal energy personas, we we lift the veil, we we reawaken the intuitive nature of our bodies. When we unload all of the karma, all of the emotions, all of the beliefs that don't serve us out of our psyche, we purify our, our persona. And as we purify our persona, our intuition goes up. When we purify our persona, we're shedding energy that is no longer compliant with what we desire. We're literally purifying the energy within our persona, and the quantum mirror sheds it from our experience, sheds it from our reflection, if you will, in order for hatred and and deceit and exploitation to leave our human experience, that energy has to leave our persona, both individually and collectively. As you purify your own personal energy persona, you're raising the vibration of your consciousness. When you raise the vibration of your consciousness, you enter new octaves of possibilities. When you raise the vibration of your consciousness, you're literally turning on more of your brain. You're literally activating more of your DNA. As you purify your consciousness, you're raising the vibration of the environment that your brain and your DNA exist in and you turn yourself on. <laughs> you're turning on your DNA. You're, you're activating more of your brain as you purify your own personal energy persona. The caterpillar brain shows up. I'm sorry, the butterfly personality of your DNA shows up when you shed the caterpillar, when you shed the energy of the past, when you shed the the DNA blueprint of the past. We're going to enter a new a new genome, really. I know the DNA has been there forever, but it's been dormant forever. We're going to enter a new genome of what it means to be human. And that new genome is going to have new potentials, new activations. So we can't use the old thinking of the past we can't use the stories of the past. We can't use the mythology of the past to understand the future because it just doesn't fit. What an exciting time to be alive. 
when when you honor the the vision of your soul and you engage it with the passion of your heart, you're living an authentic life. Ignore your soul when you ignore your heart. You're no longer authentic. Authenticity comes from within. Nobody on the planet can tell you how to behave as far as specific steps, specific beliefs, specific preferences. Nobody can tell you those parts of you because your authenticity comes from within. The tagline for New Human Living Pure, authentic you. I chose those for a reason. Over 10 years ago, I chose those for a reason. Because I'm not projecting anything of expectation with that. There's no adjective. There's no posture or bias to that. I have to use clean language. Pure, authentic you. And the rest is up to you. When you purify yourself, you're awakening your intuition. You're connecting with the vibration of your soul. You're moving your consciousness to a higher octave of inspiration. Authenticity, to honor the the authentic impulse of your soul, not so much your ego. When I talk about authenticity, I'm talking about the authenticity of what your soul intends your life to be. The authenticity of what your heart prefers to have. Your authentic you and the rest is up to you. When you purify yourself and you hone your authenticity, you're at the doorway of the golden years. You're at the doorway of the the V vessel of your human genome. The purity activates your brain. Purity activates your DNA. The authenticity is the vehicle of bringing that inspiration into effect, into form, into the physical realm. Pure, authentic you. When you can show up for yourself, when you honor that inspiration and show up for yourself, you get a taste of that. You get good at that. You drink that fruit. You you drink from that cup. There's no going back. The mundane life is off the table. You can't go back to the old way of living. Once you've honored the the inspiration and, and purpose of your life, that's a never-end story that is unfolding. How cool is that? <laughs> Thank you for spending this time with me. My life purpose. My soul put me in front of these big-ass television transmitters, big-ass suckers, very high power, million watts of power. We paid thousands of dollars every month in electricity because we were making extremely high-power television signals. My soul put me in that environment so I could understand the nature of what power is. I know what the difference is between 500 watts, 1,000 watts, 10,000 watts, 500,000 watts, a million watts. How does that relate to the human persona? Well, what's the difference between Jesus and a homeless person? No offense. Your power is, is 
really an endless well of potential within you. In order for you to be compatible with your power, you have to bring your ego around to, to learn how to honor your heart and your soul. You have to teach your ego to let go of the reins. I wrote a book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power, that teaches your ego the value of stepping aside and letting your heart and your soul come front and center. They mentioned no deity is going to come from the sky. No deity is going to descend from the heavens. God, as a glowing orb, isn't going to show up on planet Earth to fix a damn thing. But God can show up as you, through you. But that can't happen until you heal your relationship with the idea of what God is. God cannot really have any, I don't know what the word is, dominion, presence in your persona for you to, I mean, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus uh, healed the sick. Jesus created form out of thin air and said, you're going to do everything I'm going to do. The Father and I are one. So you need to. If you're, if you're going to really be able to tap your personal power, you have to heal your relationship with the idea of what God is. What the hell is God as a powerful aspect of consciousness? Where the hell does power of God come from? How does it show up on earth? I wrote a book, Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior. The last Savior needed for the salvation of humanity. The forgiven sinner, God's last savior, takes you through a, hundreds of questions about the nature of God to help you heal your relationship with the divine. So you can show up as the divine idea of you. And I got more books coming down the pike because my <laughs> I keep getting these inspirations in. You know, you ought to write a book. Hey, I want to thank you for showing up for yourself. Way to go. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. It's my joy. It's my passion to create episodes to help you discover the, the inherent power within you. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Always a pleasure. Thanks for showing up. Until next time. This has been a New Human Living Radio broadcast. You can raise your own personal power with Personal Power Fundamentals Home Study Course at NewHumanLiving.com. Thanks for listening.